This, 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 this is mythical. Apartments.com has more rental listings than anywhere else. So finding the perfect place is easier than ever and so is finally moving in together, just the two of you. It's a big step. Lots of new responsibilities, lots of adjustments. Most likely, they'll wake you up at odd hours to go to the bathroom. And you'll most definitely find yourself in trouble coming home late for dinner. They may even unroll all your toilet paper next time. It's just what happens when you two find a new place together. But you're not doing it because you feel like it. No, you're doing it because you love them, because they're family. And that's why Apartments.com has more pet-friendly rental listings on the internet. Did you know that's what we were talking about? Yes. Pets so that you and your furry family can find the perfect new place together. Apartments.com, the place to find a pet-friendly place. Welcome to Ear Biscuits, the podcast where two lifelong friends talk about life for a long time. Hey! I'm Link. And I'm Rhett. This week at a table that is round, but there's not dim lighting, uh, it's a different table. At our creative house. We're going to be having a conversation that was spurred by a question that was asked during one of the AMA sessions over on the Mythical Society. We do that, I don't know how often we do that. Is it monthly? Uh, is it every month? Seems like it. It seems like every month. It's gotta be every month. Um, and Kimberly. Society members ask us anything and then we answer them. Yeah, yeah. For a whole hour. Whole hour. We're both sitting on our laptops answering questions. I, I didn't I didn't answer this question, by the way. And I didn't I don't know the answer to your question. So Well, I'm not gonna give you the answer, I'll give you the question. And I was like uh, I was thinking about this question last night and I was like, this would be a good thing to hear Link's answers and also to analyze my what I'm gonna call my knee jerk answers. So the question was if you could witness any historical event, what would it be? To go back and witness any historical event. And again, mm -hmm. when you're doing an AMA I mean, my philosophy is I want to answer as many questions as possible. You know, I'm. It's not like I'm. It's not that I'm not being thoughtful, but I'm not like you don't want to hmm, overthink it. Cause I really got to think about this because because it's live, and you know they're waiting for the answer to the question, and you want to get through a bunch right. of them. And uh, that's why I didn't even choose that one because I'm like, dang, that's a that's a big question. Well, and a lot of times I would avoid that question, a question like that, like this, because of what my answers were. But oh. That's why I wanted to talk about it. Just in the in the name of vulnerability, self exploration, introspection, I thought it would be interesting to go back and I'll go through my answers. Which again, if I could, I've actually thought a little bit about them, and I was like, I probably wouldn't answer this exactly the same way. But I want to explore what my answers say about me, and then I want to hear your answers. Of course, you had a little bit. We talked about it last night, so you've had a little bit more time to think about it. Um, yeah, and I, you know. When you first pitched this as an ear biscuit, I was, I said, now let's not do that one because like I was not in a frame of mind to, to figure it out. Like it's a very intimidating question. I mean, it, and I, I don't know enough about history. Like I, all of a sudden I feel exposed. It's like, should th there should be an obvious answer. Now I'll talk about my process a little bit about how I arrived at my answers. As oh I yeah, well, and you, we also, yeah, to, to clarify, first of all, you're not drinking beer for those of you watching. Uh, not that that would be anything wrong with it, but it, it's not apple juice either. It's a kombucha. Either, but it's a kombucha. Um, we, I gave three answers because I couldn't narrow it down, and I said my three ans answers in chronological order are, and so you've also given three answers, yeah. even though that wasn't what Kimberly was asking. She was just asking for one, couldn't narrow it down to one. So we're, that's what we're gonna talk about today. But before we talk about that, what? let's talk about the fact that uh, we're both wearing shorts. Oh, I see you looking at my, and, are uh, you looking at my legs or my shorts? Well, I'm looking at your shorts, but it's hard not to see your legs because your shorts are incredibly, nay I say, unnecessarily. Nay, nay I say. <laughs> Dare I say, unnecessarily short. Now, okay, I'm gonna stand up, and I, for those of you watching, I'm gonna show you my shorts. Go ahead and show them your shorts. You got some, you look like a freaking got, uh, golf shorts. These are just like plaid shorts. These are stylish, man. Now, we don't, as a policy, we don't wear we we don't wear shorts to work or on video. But I I admittedly I've gone to an extreme here. I mean, I'm gonna stand on my tiptoes so you can see that's that's my that's my leg there. That's a lot of leg. That's a lot more this leg. This is like a like a jogger's short. 
Yeah, I, these are these are swim trunks because I've been working on my tan line and I like my tan line to be very high. Why don't I just do the podcast standing like this? Some people do that. Time? Just be standing. Some people do it while walking. You stay seated and I'll stay standing. But the reason why I'm wearing shorts is not because you know it's liable to be in the mid nineties. But but I I have got a breakout of poison the, ivy. The temperature, you mean? Not like we're not going back in time to the mid nineties. <laughs> yeah, it's really hot. Yeah. dude. I l- look at this thigh. I don't I, look at don't. my look at my my right thigh. Now I, see my tan line there. Well, I mean that's not I would I mean that's not a breakout. That's like you got a touch of poison. Oh, ivy. you think you think that's that's what, you have a crescent of poison ivy. I have a crescent of poison ivy. I mean I've I'm, had I've been covered with poison. That's ivy. four inches. Well, listen. So you think that's I. four inches? That, that explains a lot. How long, how long is that? That is not four. First of all, you're going past it. That's that's three. Well, actually, no, it's three inches. If you if well, you're going too far on that side. Well, I don't want to touch it. Okay, well, it's three inches. It's about four. You inches. got three inches of. You have a three inch crescent of poison ivy. This is not. This is not a life altering situation. I also have two dots right here on my hand because it spreads via your bloodstream, and that's where I first noticed it. I'm like, man. My, just below my knuckle, it's itching. What is that, is it itching zit? I'm like, oh no, I remember this feeling. We used to get it in high school all the time because we would constantly be getting poison ivy because we'd be gallivanting in the woods. And then right here on this, on my, so that's my right knuckle, my left shoulder, look at that, one dot right there. And that dot itches like mad. And then I realized, you know what, I've been scratching my thigh under my britches. I took my pants off two days ago. Britches. And there's this, Crescent, four inch crescent, three, at least. Three inch, if that, I'd say two point, maybe I, two, two inches, 2.8 inches. So I've been, I've been applying uh, rubbing alcohol to it because that's what the internet told me to do to help dry it out. I mean, you can take- No calamine? Uh, no. That doesn't happen anymore? I'm just trying to dry it out and give it some relief, but it, at, at a certain stage, Oh man, I am reminded of when I had a whole lot, like my whole leg would be eat up with it. And my whole leg would turn into like a one solid welt. Welp? What's the consonant at the end of that word? Welp? Welp. I think it's a welt. It welt up, man. Even this much had me up multiple times last night because I would wake up scratching it. Well, because you're only addressing the dryness of it. You're not addressing, you're not soothing it with anything. That's what calamine does. You got to soothe it. Well, you can't it just does dry it. it. It cools it off. Well, when you're waking up, you're waking up scratching it. It's obviously something's not working. Well, then I got to go put more alcohol on. You it. can't let a 2.8 inch crescent of poison ivy ruin your night's sleep. I'd like. I'd love for you to get it. You know, I'm gonna take some whatever oozes off of it, and under this table, I'm gonna rub. I'm gonna rub it on you. That's not how it spreads. Can't get it like that. Oof. You get it from the oil on the plant. The oil on the plant's gone, friend. Now you just have you're having a reaction. I can't get a reaction from you having a reaction. So you're saying that the oil that comes out of the thing That's not oil, that's pus. Pus. Yeah, you're not like leaking Fine, poison I'm just gonna oil. Rub, I'm gonna rub my pus all over you if you won't shut <laughs> well, up. About it would be it. very unpleasant, but I would not get a crescent from it. I mean, it just reminds me that I got after I go in the woods, I took Lando in the woods. Good gosh, I'm so glad he didn't get it. Did you wear because he's be freaking that out. That short in the woods? No, but I sat down for a while, and I think that's when it happened. I don't know. It could have entered my bloodstream somewhere else, and then popped up there on my leg because I was scratching my leg for another reason. I don't know much about poison ivy, but I don't. I think that I don't think you can get it on your leg and have the bloodstream take it to your hand. I think that it spreads within the section through the bloodstream, but not like to another extremity. Mm. I, I I don't I mean I any scientists any poison ivy we'll scientists have to figure that out. hashtag botanists, ear biscuits let us know but I, I yeah, just don't it, think I'll, that's possible I'll be, I'll be good by then I but, think you got it on your hand because you touched it and I think you got it on your leg because you sat down we got it so bad in high school I had to go to the doctor and get a cortisone shot no steroid shot same thing oh yeah so anyway yeah I'm wearing shorts in order to air out my pussy leg oh god I'm scared. <laughs> careful. <laughs> Well, why are you wearing shorts? Because we don't do that. Well, I'm wearing shorts because w- while we record this podcast here, we don't run the AC and it gets hot. It gets very hot. I mean, I'm gonna by the end of this, I'll be a shiny, sweaty mess because we can't run the AC. I mean, we should just run the AC and let people deal with the the noise. Go turn it on. I brought a sweatshirt because <laughs> I knew 
You were going to insist on it. It's crazy. After last time. Um, but it's interesting that even when it's we not worked, crazy. we worked. It's being prepared. When we worked in, in Lillington, just the two of us in that basement, which did have a window unit, we wore jeans every single day. Like we made, we well, we wore flip flops with our jeans and we wore t-shirts, but wearing, we had this like idea that you can't get work done in shorts. Well, no, wearing, what we really decided was, you know what? We're not gonna wear shorts in videos. I'm not gonna, my legs aren't gonna appear in videos. It just, you look like a hack. I mean, if you're, I mean, I'm sure Mr. Beast could get away with it. I'm sure he wears shorts in his videos. I've never watched one. Tell what, me. You call him Mr. Beast a hack? No, I'm just saying he can get away with it because he has a different aesthetic. It's just like, hey, a dude with really, really good ideas, the best ideas, the best ideas on the internet maybe, hmm. in terms of performance. I mean, you the, can't argue am, with the numbers. Am I a little bitter? I've never watched his videos. How could I be bitter or jealous? <laughs> but the, I mean, I could see him wearing shorts. I think he does. I've watched him, I, I mean, he, but we, I know he has a big straw hat that he we wears. We try too hard. To wear to wear shorts because that undermines the whole thing. But maybe that's it. Maybe that's what we're discovering. If we would just start wearing shorts, why not wear shorts? I mean, Shia LaBeouf wore shorts on Hot Ones. Yeah, he did. And he didn't care. Well, I've been thinking seriously about wearing shorts to the office this, because of this. This is not. This is our problem. To the actual office. You know, we're talking about. But how I don't want to set the wrong tone. People are liking Good Mythical More. Some people say they like Good Mythical More more than they like Good Mythical Morning, the show before it, the right. actual show. Right. Because, it, cause, and we're starting to figure out, oh, they're picking up on something, right? The shorts. It's that we change into shorts, mentally. <laughs> mentally, we change into shorts for Good Mythical More. It's like, oh, this is just, it's more this un- is just for anybody. It's more hey, unbuttoned. If you wanna be here, you can be here, but we're not gonna beg you to be here, and we're not gonna care what you think about us if you are here. We're in this together. Right. I think I think I think that's the key to Good Mythical More is that we put on our mental shorts. And you know what? This is going to be a good podcast cuz we've got yeah. physical shorts on, right. but my thighs kind of pussy but, but and itchy. You, but your your particular shorts, if we're going to wear shorts to the office or begin wearing shorts more often, I just I don't think you can wear that kind of short. I'm a little bit minor dre- I'm approaching minor, minor dress here for I'm sure. Approaching, yeah, I'm yeah, and longer. And embarrassing. That's a seven. A di- that's a seven and a half in a inch way. By the way, this is seven and a half inches. <laughs> I'm pointing to my to my inseam. <laughs> that's what seven and a half inches looks like. <laughs> I mean, are you going golfing later? I, actually, I might later. Yeah. Okay. Well, then you're ready. But but see, I'm ready, shorts, go, I'm ready to go swimming. Plaid shorts look good on anyone at any time. The only reason I'm wearing these shorts, the shortest shorts I've got. Is because the other shorts they don't they go halfway on the crescent and they chafe it. Okay. They chafe you my crescent. Roll them up. The thing about plaid shorts is you can be ready for anything. You I can be ready to have a mai tai on the pool side, but you can also have a business transaction. You could not do business in those shorts. You could only run from business, or run to a business meeting and then change into I a don't legitimate like, outfit. I don't like how we look. In shorts on on camera in a full body shot. I'm starting to like the way I look on in shorts. <laughs> well, I'm not. Uh, okay. Um, These will be the shorts that I wear if that's what if that's where we're going. Let's. Okay. Well, then I'll put on three pairs of pants <laughs> if that's what it takes. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card. With 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Okay, so um, you answered this question. I mean, you you somehow came up with three answers to if you could travel back in time mm-hmm. and witness any event in history. Mm-hmm. Now there's no exact timeline, but there's a couple of ground rules here that were implied that at least I assumed. One is you can't change history, you can't have any impact on it, right? No, that was implied. I also assumed that. I'm probably going to disagree with this. I can tell by the look in your eye. 
that it couldn't kill you. Like if you went, like, I mean, if somebody said, well, I'm gonna go back to, I wanna see a volcano, a specific volcano erupting, like uh, uh, there's one huge eruption that a lot of people say they, they wish they could go back and see, but it'd probably kill you. So I'm assuming that I you, disagree could, with you that. would be safe. So okay, okay. So your assumption was that you wouldn't stay safe. Oh no no. Oh, I thought you were saying you could be killed. Yeah, I, I was. It's, when I give you my first answer, you'll understand that you're in a hypothetical bottle of uh, bub, What's the word? Bubble, bubble of safety. Yeah. So, so I assume that as well. Yeah. And in in terms of how much time, there's a little flex here, but it really can't be more than like 24 hours. Like, I mean, if it's a if you wanted to go, if you wanted to go see a concert, you, maybe you could do that. But maybe, but you, I don't know that you could go to like a week long festival. The funny thing about all my all, all three of my answers is I probably need about a minute. Oh, really? Yeah, a minute. Right, and because I was thinking, okay, that it seems like we're thinking differently. Well, okay, well, so, okay, because and this was this was knee jerk, but but these are the assumptions you brought to it. But then you were like, all I need is a minute. Well, because what? I because because I'm going back okay. and I'm well. Okay, let me well, just, just explain. Give, give me one. Uh, and I'm going in chronological order. And so the first one was the Big Bang, the moment just before the Big Bang. Okay, I was right. So, I, which again, the moment before the Big Bang, the moment before the Big Bang is, I guess, theoretically unwitnessable because there was nothing to. But that that's the thing. Was there nothing to witness? And I'm also I'm also assuming that if there is some god who instituted the big bang, I would be able to see this god do the work, right? And so so which again, is not first something thing, first thing I'd be looking at is <laughs> is god wearing shorts? Did god just light the fuse to the big bang? <laughs> that would be my second thing. Right. Is god in shorts? And is there some sort of lighter? Is it one of those Bic lighter? Th- those are frustrating. No, no. You know, it's like I, you I gotta, assume God you has like push one of and the then long pull lighters. The trigger and... Like he's got the one that like I light my grill with. And right when you get one of those things, you crank it up all the way. Or is this just me? Every time I get a new one of those longy trigger lighter things, I, you know where it's got that knob. It's like the negative yeah. positive slider. Go all the way. Yeah. I hit that thing all the way to positive. I'm like, wow, it's like a torch. I think God has a butane lighter. And then after that. Like for cigars. Even, like Because he definitely smoke cigars. The next time I use, well don't don't call God a he. Maybe they, maybe God, God, I'll just say God, maybe God lit the Big Bang with a cigar they were already smoking. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's nice. When you start a fire with a thing that's in your mouth that you're already smoking, that's about as badass as you can be. Like in a movie when you covered somebody in gasoline and like lit a, tra- a trail to them. And Rhett, he, Rhett, Rhett. God need not be badass. He has nothing to prove to he? you. He? Oh. Yeah, you did it. Yeah, it's hard not to. Uh, <laughs> just tradition. <laughs> uh, okay, but I thought but then this- after a couple of uses, even though that thing's on the plus, you're like, it, the, the flame is so small. Yeah, well let's get back to the, yeah, the nature of the question and not God's lighter. Um, That's fair. So again, now obviously you want to know you want to know how it started. Well, I, I, yeah, I mean, and you'll you'll see all my questions uh, relate to these kinds of issues. That was where my mind was at at the time when I answered this question. It was it wasn't like what would be cool to witness and what would be fun to witness. It was what would be like what would unravel the deepest mysteries of the universe if I had the ability to go do that. Right? Knowledge. So, yeah. Um, and this one in particular, this question in particular, you know, w- when we shared our deconstruction stories, for those of you who don't know, uh, a few months ago we did a series called "The Lost Years," where we talked about our history growing up uh, as and g- becoming adults, working in Christian ministry, evangelical Christians, and now we're no longer we no longer identify as that. I identify as what I call a hopeful agnostic. Um, and it's interesting what people. Lots of people on both sides were like, "Well, you really just can't be an agnostic. You know, you're either an agnostic theist or an agnostic atheist." And I'm like, "Oh, okay, that may be your opinion, but I, I, you, I'm not going to label myself what you want me to label myself, uh, because the thing that I am agnostic about is whether or not God exists." 
So I'm not gonna be an agnostic theist or an agnostic atheist because that represents a disposition in one direction or the other. Um, or to me it represents like a, uh, you know, the agnostic atheist would be like, I definitively am saying that, I, 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 I'm I, not even gonna try to put words in your mouth, the people who, who told me that I needed to identify as one or the other, I'm just saying I don't identify as, I, I just identify as an agnostic. But I have a, like I said, I'm a hopeful agnostic, right? So you don't know, but you hope to know. And I'm not saying that I hope that necessarily there is a God in the traditional sense of like the Christian God, you know, a, a personal God that has this, this very specific interest in everybody's life and is sitting in judgment or sitting in love or, or both or righteousness, whatever your description of God would be. But I just have this thing that I can't let go of, which is, it can't, it, it, might, it could be, but there's a part of my brain that's just like, it just can't be just the universe, right? Could it really just be the universe? I mean, I guess theoretically, practically, scientifically, yes, it could just be, because you get back to the argument where you're like, well, God created it, and you're like, well, who created God? So then God kind of becomes your de facto universe that has always existed. But that's where the Big Bang raises this question because it's basically saying there was a beginning, right? And there was potentially nothing before it, or or maybe there was, it exploded out of another universe, or maybe it was another universe that collapsed on itself and then exploded again. And I feel like mm -hmm. if I could go back right before it. It would be all of existence breathing and it would be the beginning, the end of an of an in-breath and the beginning of another out-breath. But most of the, the current data suggests that, uh, I mean they thought for a long time that maybe after uh, millions, billions years of expansion that our universe would then begin to class back on itself, but it's actually speeding up and it seems like we're gonna just sort of dissipate. Slowly, everything will just homogenize throughout the universe. So there's really no falling back together and blowing up again. Who knows, I mean, that's what things, that's what it seems like right now, but, if but you went, they can make a new discovery to change that. Yeah, so if you go right before the Big Bang, would you be seeing stuff, I mean, it you wouldn't see anything, even if things were coming back together. I mean, you said, you said you, You'd only need a minute for this, like the moment before the Big Bang. What? What? Well, I don't think you would learn anything. No, I would either see a bunch of shit collapsing on itself right before it comes down to that moment, mm -hmm. or I would see nothing. And I, you can't. I mean, literally, not, if nothing exists, I couldn't see anything. Like, where would where would I be placed? It doesn't exist. Maybe I, this is this is I would just destroy myself by by trying to see this. But again, we're 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 you're, you're in a hypothetical I'm in a, I'm in a bubble. safety bubble. Um, or maybe if I was to enter into some sort of like spiritual state in which it was, oh, this is what you might call God existing on their own without any separate creation. And I'm assuming that in my hypothetical bubble, I would be able to witness that as well. That's a risky one, though. I mean, it would, it would, it could really screw you up psychologically. I don't think the bubble could help with that. I don't think it could protect you psychologically. I don't, well, and I, honestly, I don't know what would change in my life depending on the answer. Because as I, I mean, I may, may have not said this, but well, like, based on this answer, I do not. Okay, I think I know where you're going with it's another not, one. Because it's not that I don't believe in God. I don't know. And if it turns, if I went back and I saw, oh no, th this is purposeful, ultimately purposeful, and there's an intelligent being behind it, it's not like I would backtrack on everything and be like, well, I gotta go be a Christian again. Because the reasons I'm not a Christian are not based on a rejection of the Kalam cosmological argument. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. It's like, right. It, it, the reason I'm not a Christian is because I don't believe um, the tenets of Christianity and the historical basis of Christianity is reliable. And maybe we'll get I, we'll, we'll get back to that <laughs> one. All right, so are we gonna? Yeah, let's go back and forth. Meat. Yeah, ear biscuits is supported by the farmer's dog. Dogs will eat basically anything you put in front of them, and if you're Barbara, you will like <laughs> seek it out off of tables, counters. That that woman is crazy. <laughs> uh, that woman being my dog. 
so it's important to be putting the right kind of food in their bowls. Right, and when you care about your dogs as much as we care about ours, you know, a thoughtful approach to what goes in those bowls makes sense. Yes, the farmer's dog is real, fresh, healthy food with whole meat and veggies gently cooked in human grade kitchens to preserve their nutritional value. Just tell them about your dog and they'll deliver personalized vet developed recipes for as little as $2 a day. The meals arrive pre-portioned and in ready to serve packs delivered on your schedule. Millions of meals have been ordered across the country. We've been partnering with the Farmer's Dog for a few years now and they really are as good as they say. It really has never been easier to invest in your dog's health with fresh food. Get 50% off your first box of fresh healthy food at thefarmersdog.com slash ear. We're gonna pick up with this conversation right here where we're gonna leave it off for a second because I mean, like I said, this is, this is kind of an intimidating question for me. I, I couldn't rattle off three things off the top of my head. I guess, I mean, it's because I was also thinking what would be a cool thing to witness? Um, and then I said, and learned something, but also be fun to talk about. Honestly, that became an, another criteria. And the first thing that came to my mind was, um, how did they? How did the Egyptians freaking build the pyramids? That's a good one. I mean, that the huge freaking pyramid. I mean, they haven't figured it out. Aliens. You got like eighty ton or granite a blocks. Awolans, as Locke used to say when he was a kid. <laughs> At a what? Awolans. 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 It was Awolans, Dad. Eighty ton granite stones. They had to move five hundred miles, and so then I'm trying to figure out. Well, if I'm gonna only be there for a day. I could I could definitely witness how they did it. You know, people, some people say slave labor. Some people say um, that it's well, it's it's skilled labor. There's hundreds of people. There's thousands of people. It it they estimate that it took uh, a couple of hundred years to build the pyramids. Really? Yes. A couple hundred years? Yeah. Okay. Then it probably wasn't Aowlands. Right. They it's don't probably have, just people. They don't have that, <laughs> that type of patience. I think aliens would have done a lot, a lot faster. Uh, but look that up, verify. How long How long did it take to build the pyramids? Because you know, you know how I am with numbers. So I had to try to figure out, okay, if I go back, I could kind of solve this mystery. You know, I could say, well, this is how they did it. I'm into systems, you know, into production systems as an industrial engineer by degree. So I thought that would be cool. I thought I could come back and it'd be cool to Say, well, when I was there, they were doing, I couldn't understand what they were saying. <laughs> you know, it's like, I, I also assume that the language barrier is intact, which that's a, pro that, that's, that's a problem. 100 years. 100 years. Edgar Case reported that it took 100 years to build the Great Pyramid. Most of the blocks were of limestone quarried at Giza or nearby. Well. That's still a long time, but that's not, I, that's not an alien timeline. Aliens no, would be like bloop, 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 bloop. You know, I think like they're saying that, a weekend. The, that the limestone rocks are from nearby, but they were just the outer, um, the, the outer part of the, the pyramid that now the vast majority of that is gone. Gone. Because you know, because I was trying to figure out. Because it was smooth at one point. Yeah, do I want to see the pyramid like on the day of its completion, like whatever coronation or like, all right, where the, where the, the ribbon cutting ceremony. Yeah. You know, first of all, I would just like to see the, the pyramids in general. But there's a lot of smog, and I think um, the smog is a problem. Smog is a problem, and there's a lot of pollution there on the. Because Locke and I were thinking about Egypt was one of the potential yeah. places you, on our you list. You don't want to go when it's exasperating the hot, because I know how you look in shorts. <laughs> I don't. Can you wear shorts over there? Sometimes uh, certain countries you just can't. You, you shouldn't be wearing I, shorts. I believe you can as a as like a dumb tourist or something. But it seems, but. But, 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 th but they put um, uh, limestone, smooth limestone pieces that they cut and made the whole outside of it smooth and white. And this thing, I would have loved to have seen it in, during the ribbon cutting because it, it would have been a shimmering five, 450 foot tall It would have been awesome, but it's not in as. In the a, middle of the desert. But it's, but I would. And I could still find out probably how they did it. No, you can't. No, not during the coronation, unless the aliens yeah. are still there and they like cut the ribbon and get in their saucer and go away. I think I would go for one day while they were building it, like at the, like at the two thirds point, where they're still hauling, at some point where they're still hauling big rocks. Because I can't talk to them. I can talk to them, but they wouldn't understand me. Right. But but I I think that's what I would do. I, I kind of I, I like where you're headed with this. Kind of an obvious answer. But I, but I feel like like I'd say 
99.7% chance that if you went back in the middle of the building process, it would just be like, oh, okay, this engineering technique. That's impressive. P pulleys, levers, log roads, whatever. It would, you know, it would be some of the theories that exist already. But there's a new theory. Is that it going to be like, like they turn the desert into like mud roads? Yeah, it's. it's I mean, it's something. I would be ultimately practical, but it'd be pretty cool because then I'd be you, could, you could come back and you could be on like one of those shows on sci-fi and you could be like, listen, I mean, I know this guy with the big hair thinks that aliens did it, but yeah, I, the man in the short shorts, I took a bubble back to the time and I can tell you definitively, people probably wouldn't believe you though. I mean, when I when I looked at like the ancient temples in Thailand, when I, when I toured them and walked around them and walked right up to a lot of them, I mean, they're like, you know, they're not near, nearly as tall as the as the Great Pyramid or anything. But it was really cool to, to like, that's the first time I've ever been around ruins, you know, which I've talked about on, on this podcast before. But it was cool to just imagine what it was like in its, in its heyday. In its heyday, yeah. Ribbon cutting. But you could kind of go to other temples around Thailand and, and then see that too. So I didn't really feel like I needed to travel back in time. You can be like, this is what it looks like. This is what it probably looked like. Yeah, but that, that would be cool. Ear Biscuits is supported by AC Pro. It's blazing hot outside. You get into your car and turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows out hot air. The issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with an AC Pro. Okay, uh, we got since we got four more to cover between the two of yeah, us. Yeah, what's, your, what's uh, your next one? My next one was the moment of abiogenesis. So the moment that okay. the first life form came to be, right? That has to look boring. <laughs> like what are you, so you're talking I, I, about. I, I'm not, listen again, like, I'm telling you my knee jerk responses. Would you now that microscope? I've, I've thought about it more, it's like yeah, I couldn't We're witness about bacteria, it. I, right? I wouldn't know what was going on. Well, Probably something with like some amino acids coming together to form a more complex structure. Yeah, yeah, it's I mean, not really visible to the naked eye. But here's the thing. What about, just change it to dinosaurs. Just not, say dinosaurs. I'm not changing it, because you gotta, you gotta roll with me here and understand what I'm going for. Okay. Because again, I would have one minute, all I need is a minute to, to tell you whether one of, two, one of two or three things is happening, right? So if you go back to this moment, you know, many people, would say, well, that moment doesn't exist, right? There was never a moment in which life sprung from inorganic materials, right? Because God did it, right? According to the Bible or, or whatever your your religious text of choice would be, right? Mm -hmm. So that th there's not a moment, or if it was a moment, it's something that you would be able to ascertain whether or not it was supernatural. But So if you just asked to go back, if you rubbed the lamp and it was like, okay, I'm gonna send you back to the moment of what did you call it, abiogenesis? A yeah. It'd be like all of a sudden there would be like Adam would show up and you'd be like, hey man. <laughs> right, but so I, I think there's a very, very small chance that that's anything like that happened, right? So yeah. I'm don't. that's not why I'm going back. And I actually think that if there is a God who has a purpose for the universe, it would be very difficult to ascertain the, the purpose in any other moment in the history of the world other than right before the Big Bang. Right, like that. To me, that's a more definitive point because mm -hmm. even if life sprung from inorganic material at some point in the distant past, and then it slowly has evolved into what we have today, that's an amazing thing, and that may require a god. But it isn't like you. It's the kind of thing you look at, and you sort. There's a qualitative conclusion that you come to, which is, I believe that there has to be a god for this process. It isn't like. I saw a big finger come in and touch the water. You know what I'm saying? It's not, I don't, in other words, I don't think you would ascertain like a supernatural moment. So that's not really what I'm going for. But it's whether or not it did happen that way or if it was awalence. And I'm serious about this one because. 
Okay. Because I think that there's a, it's a legit. Well, like, first of all, can I, can I just say as a tangent that, I mean, we know that there's, when I talked about Adam and Eve of it all, we know that there's Christians who think that if you went back in time, you would go back to a, a microscopic amino acid level, you know, point in, in the evolutionary process that then th- there are many that believe that like the per the the first human the per that that was part of it and they would go back there too. That's what like, I was well, saying. There's still an atom that could be like maybe there was some divine uh, injection of a of a conscious well, of a soul. No, that into, was my point. My point was if I went back to that moment that again, like you said, many Christians believe in, yeah. in the in the in the scientific timeline of how things happen. Yeah, they just think that God is responsible for it. Right. And even if you're able to figure out how to synthesize amino acids into some more complex life form in a lab, all you're doing is proving that it takes some sort of intelligent input in order to happen, right? And that's what God was responsible for. I get that. So back to I what understand. you're saying, if that's you went, you went back to see if there was an alien deposit made on this planet. Right, because there's some really interesting things. Like see, you, you got the Cambrian explosion, right? Where yeah. all of a sudden in the fossil record, there's all these complex, organisms that seem to kind of come out of nowhere on a geological scale. And so I, I, my best guess is there's still a natural explanation for all this stuff, but yeah, what I mean, if you that, should look at the Cambrian explosion on my right thigh. <laughs> but what if the very first thing that happened was like a, a alien coming in with a little like, a little like little thing and it was like boop, like oh here let's a syringe let's syringe why this you, planet. Why are you motioning a syringe from, from a the nipple? nipple? Well, all aliens extract Life juice from their nipples, and it makes that noise. <laughs> I, I sadly, I don't think you'd see anything because well, probably not. I, but I think the alien, I'd be able to come, an I'd, alien who's that advanced, even if the alien doik doik, it would be some sort of you wouldn't, you probably wouldn't see anything. They're not going to waste their time and energy to physically show up and doink doink. No, but I'm saying that I in, in my hypothetical bubble, I would be able to be present. Even if they, sh- I'm not saying they showed up and squeezed it out of their, their literal nipple, but maybe they had like some sort of cosmic, you know, quantum powered needle that flew through the universe and then tracked itself onto habitable planets and planted the seeds of life. What if, that, what if that's what happened? What if that ends up being the explanation for why there's life on Earth and elsewhere potentially? Because some other species. I just think they would be so advanced that you wouldn't be able to witness anything meaningful to you. But anything out of the ordinary. Yeah. Anything mechanical, any, like I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm saying I think I would be able to see something. I think I'm influenced by the, the three body problem, but they start talking about how, like, how different beings operate on so many different dimensions, like fourth, fifth, tenth dimension that we can't even well interact. We in. haven't talked. We haven't talked about this. We should. We, we're gonna do. We're gonna not only do a podcast about it, but we've talked about how we're actually going to try to do it. But yeah, there are people. There's a. There's like a large movement out there, and because the theory is that aliens are operating on a different plane of existence, mm-hmm. what we might call a spiritual plane. You can actually, in sort of like a coast. What was the name? Coast to coast. What was that radio show? Coast to coast. Yeah. Who was the Who was the host of Coast to Coast? Um, Jim something. Bohannon. Maybe I don't know. What a great show! Um, but there's a lot of people, and not just people that you would just traditionally uh, call a quack, but people that seem to be. Now that you think you might ra- be one, rather legitimate not a quack. No, but I but I I like to allow myself to yeah. believe the possibility. And we actually have some pretty good friends that we trust who have had experiences that are difficult to explain. I prefer the phrase entertain the possibility because I think that is part of my motive. Is oh that yeah. Even if it's not true, it's 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 fun to engage in and until it gets scary. Right. So anyway, <laughs> that is something for the future that we that we may be we may be legitimately trying to make contact with aliens. Okay. So <laughs> So my second one, I I have to believe this is your third one. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, the whole Jesus of it all. Mm. You're going back in time. You know, I mean, if you grew up in a way different than us, you might say um, Buddha. Right. But 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 probably not, and I'll explain why when I get to my. I had to say I had to say Jesus because I have you know I have so many questions that I you know 
I hung my life on, and then like now I've taken my, I've taken my, my coat rack off of the off of the Jesus rod. <laughs> oh my god! And I, gosh, I didn't mean you that. You should have thought about that analogy a little bit more. Uh, what's it called? The thing that you hang your clothes on? A curtain rod. I mean, rod is the correct word. It's not a curtain rod. It's a closet yeah, rod. Right. Yeah. And now I'm like, you know, I'm my clothes are just all floating. So I'm trying to figure out, okay, is that, am I gonna go back to the, well, again, I'm thinking it's gotta be less than 24 hours, so I can't go back to like the execution of Jesus and then wait for three days and hang out at the right spot to see if he come, you know, if he raises from the dead. I, I don't know why you're getting hung up on the timeline because yes, this is, yes. This is my third thing so, and so I just I, said the resurrection or non-resurrection of Jesus. But, so the resurrection, I don't know. I, I'm assuming that the person in charge of granting this wish, who ironically could, is probably God. Could plop you down in the right spot. Puts us in the right spot. In right. the tomb, inside well, inside of the tomb. Uh, maybe outside of the tomb. Uh, you probably don't wanna be in it. I think I ended up landing on when Jesus started appearing to people. When Jesus appeared to. But you wouldn't know what he looked like. When so Jesus was, appeared to the disciples in the in the upper room, yeah, I wouldn't know what he looked like, but. And even in the even in the Bible, it talks about the first time that they saw him, they didn't even recognize him. Yeah, that's interesting. Which is always interesting it? to me. Um, so, I well, I thought about that, so you're shooting that down, and then I'm like. Why not the okay, moment? Okay, then what about just um, a miracle? Like witnessing. That's like, what I'm talking about. The, the no, Well, not the resurrection, because I, I oh, think oh, that's oh. hard to witness. You mean like feeding but the like, 5,000? Yeah, feed, like. He's breaking. Walking he's, on water. He's breaking up some loaves and fishes. Water to wine. Water to wine. Restoring, bringing somebody back from the dead. What's Restoring the most, their eyesight. Yeah, I think it's gotta be, uh, I think it's gotta be raising Lazarus from the dead. It's gotta be that one. I think that the feeding the 5,000. That one's pretty I think the feeding the 5,000 is one that you could not like, Lazarus could have been, it could have been like, uh, this guy hasn't been dead for as long as they realized or they thought maybe he was just really sick. You know what I'm saying? What there, there's there's other ways to squirrel out of that one, yeah. but the feeding the five thousand is like, all right, we got you. Don't have to know the we got a couple of fish you don't have to know the loaves. medical condition of like someone. Like, was he really blind before the for Jesus made the mud pie in his eye? Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about that one too because it's like I saw this kid bring this bread and this these fish, and I I was right there, and then it just boop 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 just kept. Just kept coming, and and the reason I'm choosing the, the resurrection because because first of all I think what would I mean my best guess again I'm in the upper ninety percent on this not to be dismissive of it I many millions of people billions of people believe that these things happen I don't so my best guess is that that story the feeding of the five thousand you would go back and either a it never happened at all like. It's completely made up, or B, it's based on like this one time that you know they made a lot of food go really far, and it was pretty impressive, and it got turned into the story that it is, whatever, right? But the resurrection, but but if you went back to that time and then it was a flop, or not nothing happened, be like, okay, well, it didn't happen. That's okay. So that's what I wanted to get at, get at because I again, I this guess is, that's not enough to rule out every other inc- thing, but it would well. That's why I go back to the resurrection because it is the crux of it all, it sure right? It is. It's, like, it's just it's just hard to know. Like, are, it's not hard to know if you're in the tomb, yes, and he's and he's dead, and then all of a sudden he sits and, up, and the, and it's not like he comes out like all beat up. The dude comes out with a new body. I mean, this and dude, there's an angel there. Yeah, this is this is definitive yeah. stuff. Okay, yeah, uh, and also it it is the crux of it all. Just like Paul said, you know. If Christ didn't rise from the dead, then this is all in vain. Like we should be pitied above all people. Um, okay, and, I'll go with that then. And so that's a pretty big deal. But the, for me, the this should have been our first answer. The, well, I was going chronologically, chronological, okay. but I was also kind of going to like the biggest question, which is, is there purpose behind all this? And yeah. like I said, I tend to believe that. I tend to want to believe that there is. And then there's a second question is like, is there some point of intervention in the in the in the origin of life? 
And then this is really zeroing in on something that is just very personal to us, right? Yeah. The philosophy that we hung our clothes on, <laughs> whatever your analogy was, for the majority of our lives and based a lot of our early life decisions on is based is predicated on the idea that this ha actually happened, right? That Jesus did raise from the dead and then kind of everything flows from that. And then you're able to take other things like feeding the 5,000 and be like, well, if he rose from the dead, sure he could do this, right? Um, but I was I was interested in the fact that that was one of my answers, right? Because I think, again, it was a knee-jerk response, but I'm like, why do you want to go back to that moment? Because you don't know. No, but see, I, I feel like I, 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 know, I don't know, but I feel like, again, what are the, I, I'm, I'm, if you saw him racing the dead, you'd be blown away. You'd be like, that would be a surprise. That's not what you're expecting to see. Not even close to what I'm expecting to see. What I'm expecting to see is either, I, I don't. I, I believe that the information we have about the post, the life of Jesus, and especially like the post-death events, is like I think it's legend, right? I, you know, I, I think that they're. I'm not. I'm not one of these people that is saying that. Well. This is my, I subscribed to one of these, like the swoon theory or one of these other ideas that he wasn't really dead and he, then he fooled people into coming back. I would just be like, he just was a dude that was a revolutionary that everybody loved and he got killed and then because people wanted to keep his memory alive, they, you know, there's some, humans can freaking invent all kinds of stuff, right? I mean, look at what's happening in our country right now. There's a bunch of people who won't wear a damn mask. <laughs> it's like, there's all, and, and they'll die over this. So it's like, it, there, yeah, it doesn't I think take what much. Is, what you're saying is people die for all types of beliefs. Right. Uh, and, and also the whole idea that the disciples died for a lie is, and that's proof, it's super suspect, and we actually don't know that's the case because we don't actually know definitively, historically, the circumstances of their death. So anyway, but. I would really like to know though. It'd be better than talking about it like we are right now. Right. Say, but hey, I was there. But I think for me, it would but be there, this like. The thing to, is there were people who say they were there and then they, you know, it's. Right, right, but I guess what I'm saying is but that. But it was not definitive, for it's me, frustrating. For me, it would be this just like, okay. And I'm not saying that I, I legitimately, I do not sit up at night, I don't think about this on a regular basis, it, yeah. but it, it was, when that question was asked, it was like, oh, let's, you know, let's scratch that off the list because not just for me personally, but it, and again, it's not like I could come back and say, hey guys, it didn't happen. I went into the bubble and it didn't happen. <laughs> right. and now all these people would be like, well, we're not Christians anymore. That, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. But it was this thing that's like, okay, that must still mean more to me than I even realized, right? The, the need to want to confirm the decision that I've made to come to the conclusion that it didn't happen. That I, that, yeah, definitely. And I think a part of this is also, I don't know if you, did you end up reading The Universal Christ by Richard Rohr? Uh, no. So Richard Rohr. Not yet, at least. Um, who's a Franciscan monk who's written a bunch of incredible books. Um, from a very different perspective on Christianity than the one that we kind of came up with. Um, and it's definitely a much more palatable uh, form of Christianity for me personally. But I really like the way he thinks about the idea of what Jesus is and what Jesus represents and what, what the Christian life is all about. I mean, so much so that I'm like, oh, I can, I can get it, I can get into that. Like that's when I read it, read his works. That's that's how I think because it's just mm -hmm. like, it's a it's a way to kind of capture the hope that I have, and also apply it to the tradition that I still know relatively well, uh, but not in a dogmatic way where it's just like, he basically take so Christianity for me most of my life was a set of, you know principles, basically a, a, a set of statements that you had to agree with, right? And he's like, this is, we're not gonna, that's not what it is, it's basically a way of being. And, which is an attractive thing. But he talks, he believes in the resurrection. He actually talks about it in the Universal Christ and talks about the moment of resurrection 
he anticipates it being like you would see like light like pouring out of the tomb like I I'm not going to I didn't have read it recently so I'm not getting this right. But the idea that it was like a dude walking out and talking to people and I'm not sure exactly what he believes but he's basically saying that this is like a cosmic event that represents something much bigger than traditionally we've kind of given it credit for. So I think that it was kind of on my mind a little bit. It's like, okay, well if I go back and I see what I'm expecting which is you know, some natural explanation body stolen, it wasn't even as eventful. Maybe his body was consumed by animals, which is often happened to people who were crucified. Lots of different explanations. Uh, but if I went back and I saw the light, or I saw oh, yeah. him emerge. Or even just an angel. If it's like, yeah. hey, you just missed it, like everybody else, by the way. Yeah. You know, it's, I, I know, I'm sure it can be seen as a beautiful thing, but to me, to me, it's a frustrating thing. It's like something so momentous, like no one saw it. No one saw it. I mean, and then they, yeah, people. Jesus appeared to, you know, people afterward. According to Paul, up to five hundred, but at it, one time. But it was a small movement, man, and it wasn't. You know, it's like it's just it's frustrating. Well, it's I, frustrating. I, Again, I think knowing what I don't, I don't we know, wanna... knowing what we know about the way people work and the way people begin to believe things and the people's disposition to believe things, it is not unbelievably unbelievable to me at all that there could have been absolutely nothing that happened that and still the movement would have started. I know people say that like you can't explain the beginning of Christianity without the resurrection. I just disagree with that. Um but I think that if I saw it. Because look at the other movements that started. Right, there's all kinds I mean, of. Look at all types of movements. Right. Big and small. And, uh, but I think that the the idea, because I think the question is, if I were to see something, if I were to see something that it was not what I was expecting, but it was the resurrection in some form, like what would that do to me, right? Um, would I have all of a sudden be like, okay, I take back everything I said. I take back all the, the issues that I have with the historical claims, I take back all the issues that I have about the you know the scientific stuff, archaeological stuff. No, I don't think that I would, but I would be like, oh, okay, there is something here uh, that's very significant and might be the reason that we're all here, and it's got something to do with Jesus. Um. And again, there are plenty, I mean, I think Richard Rohr is an example of it. There are plenty of Christians who don't get hung up on those things that I would have had an issue with and were the reasons that I left, who kind of hold to just the core tenet that Jesus represents this, you know, restoration of uh, of, of God, rest, you know, reconciliation of God and people, that broken relationship being healed. But I kinda, there's a part of me that is, I'm, I don't dispute that anyway. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, that's cool, I'm okay with that. I may not be personally practicing it or experiencing it, but I don't have a, I don't have a problem with that idea. I don't have a problem with any of the stuff that Richard Rohr said in his book, in other words. Uh, I would like to think that I am open in the same way that if I went back, if I could do this exercise, that I would be open to whatever on the other side of that time warp that I would witness, um, I would try to be as open as possible. I would try to be as open as possible now, but it's like, I don't know exactly what to look for. If I went back there, I would kinda know what to look for. It's like, uh, Well, I mean, you know, our best friend, Mike McCarg, wrote a book about this in a lot of ways, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. he was an evangelical Christian. He became an atheist because of kind of studying, like reading a lot. And then it's called finding God in the waves. If you're interested, and then he had this supernatural experience with Jesus. Yeah, and so he he would still call himself a Christian, but does he hold to the evangelical tenets of the faith? Not even not even close. 
but he but he holds to the idea that there's a loving God with a purpose well, Jesus, for this world. And, and Jesus and, doesn't make you an evangelical. And, yeah, and Jesus is a is a central part of that for for him. So and, and again, he's way smarter than I am, and he's a close friend. And I don't I'm not going to dispute his experience. But for me, it would but be. But it was it a mystical a, encounter. And if I had and I th- and so I feel like if I had a and I am, I continue to be open to that kind of encounter. I mean, I just a second ago I was talking about potentially connecting with aliens, so I'm open to quite a bit. Uh, but yeah. the, uh, I think it would just, it would give me a little bit of motivation to move in a particular direction from a spiritual standpoint. That's, that's what it would do. Well, I've got one more. Because, <laughs> I mean, we could talk about this all day. Right. Um, but to complete my exercise, I was like, man, I gotta swing the pendulum a little bit. I mean, I, what, what would just be fun? Like, I'd love to have one that was just like, I mean, what, what would I enjoy the most going back to? And I was like, it probably has something to do with music. That would be cool to like witness. The first uh, music? Is, the first, the no, first caveman no. to go like, oh, even if it's like, can I, no. and he'd go, hey, 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 no, like, what is that, happening? That, I think I'm singing. Do you think the first song came before the first word? Was it like, oh, 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 oh? Yeah, that was it. What is smoke on the water? How does it start? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> you think smoke on the water was made by a caveman who couldn't speak? I believe it sounds. It, it's the most caveman-like riff. Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> I don't think that's not my answer. Is what I'm going. That's not. I quickly moved on from any of those thoughts into. Uh, well, I was like, I mean, it would be cool to go to Woodstock or like uh, the last waltz, the the band's last concert. I mean. But then I'm like, you know, I'm not much of a concert guy. Well, I mean, the Beatles' last performance on like the rooftop of the uh, the, the Apple building, man, that, that would have been cool, but I'm not that big of a Beatles fan. And um, I was like, well, I'll probably just have to go with a Merle Haggard thing. So, okay, and then can, I, I, can I guess what, 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 you, what you went with? Yes, because you're going to be wrong. Well, I thought you were gonna say when Johnny Cash performed um, in San Quentin and Merle Haggard was in the crowd. Oh, that would be a good one, but that would, so then I would be in, I'd be a, I'd be like, oh, that would be cool. I didn't even think of that. That's a good one. Well, you'd be in a, you'd be a bubble above Merle. And I'd be, fi- I'd be, I'd have to find Merle in there. You that could would, find That him. would be really cool. I actually settled on the recording session for my favorite Merle song. Um, I'm always on a mountain when I fall is my favorite Merle song. Which incidentally, he did not write. So that kind of makes me want to change my mind. Mm. Um, you know, the album from 1978, um, I'm Always on a Mountain When I Fall, also the, the, the title track, which is my favorite. And then uh, It's Been a Great Afternoon is the second track, which is maybe my second roll song. Mm-hmm. Talking, <laughs> talking about having a hangover and then having having an afternoon delight to get over it. It's like, sir, okay, you can write this stuff and it be on country radio in 1978? Yeah. So I would travel back to the year I was born and instead of going to the concert, I would go to, I would love to be hanging out in the recording session because I love those songs because, those two songs in particular, they represent my favorite Merle songs because of the production and the decisions that are made, and you know the musicianship, musicianship, and I mean, someone like Britton, I interact with him in, with music a lot, and it's you know he's he's so into live music, and like, he's connected with that. But like, that's something that we never really did that much, you know. It's like, uh, and I feel like I'm we missed out on that mm. with, with the way, way that he talks about it. But there is something magical about being attached to a song a particular performance of a song that was laid down and it was, let's say it was the most like they he wanted it to be. So it's like every pluck of the string or every, you know, every every hit of the hand on the lap, you know how on uh, It's Been a Great Afternoon, the drum beat is just a guy playing his lap with his hands. Hmm. It's just so creative. And you know, you you feel like you're in the room and I would love to be in the room and say, 
and see that happening. So every, cause every time you listen to the song, it's like, I was there the one time that they laid down this track forever. You know? A, I was in a bubble. I was in a bubble, I was in a safe they bubble did, in the corner. They didn't know I was there. Uh, no, I would want to, I would want to talk to them. Just hanging out. I think, I think in my old age, I just want to hang out in recording studios. Maybe I'll be like a recording studio janitor slash sound recording engineer. Recording studios are going away though, man. People are just doing it in their bedrooms. Yeah. That's another reason. just a person in someone's bedroom, which is weird. So I would go back to 1978, Merle's first album with, when he left Capitol, he went to MCA. He was like, he was kind of faltering a little bit. He wanted to try something new. He brought his band over and like he yeah, had this- jazzy stuff. Had this, yeah, he had this renaissance. The album after that was serving 190 Proof, you know, no, that's, one of his ooh, best that, albums. That might be my favorite Merle album. But this was the moment where it was like, maybe in the studio you could sense that there was a turning point, because it was, and I would know that. So it's like, oh, this is exciting. And it seems just like an, I don't know how it would seem. You know, maybe it would suck. I'm sure it would be awesome, but it would probably also be somewhat underwhelming, right? That opening acoustic, like, you know, at the because beginning. Because the way that the, way, just you, watching you know the that happen, the way that and being committed together. to tape. Yeah, I mean, they probably, it's kinda they, like, oh, they, it was the seventh take. It was the seventh take they used. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, but I would be there for that take. And that yeah, would, but that it, would be cool enough. When you hear it six times. That'd be better from than your, from your in the heat of the, Egyptian desert saying, oh yeah. They, no, the bubble is air conditioned. They, oh, it is? Yes, you can be mm. naked in the bubble and no one can see you, can't get hurt. You don't, I mean, if. No, the, I wanna talk to people as like a, a wandering stranger. Well, that's a different thing, being able to I mean, if Jesus rose from the dead, I would want to have a conversation with him. Well, yeah, you can talk from it, they can hear you. It would kind of be disconcerting for Merle probably. There's a naked man in a bubble. I mean, it would, but it would, change, but the, if, it would if, change the trajectory. If of, you can have a conversation, then that's a violation of the rules because okay. at that point you can change it. Because when I thought more about this, I did think, you know, practically speaking, I would go back to like whatever, however coronavirus started, right? Most likely somebody ate something, right? That's the big. That's the best theory at this point. I or, thought we were gonna go the whole episode without talking about coronavirus. We already talked about masks. Maybe. Maybe it was it was it was engineered by somebody. Okay, maybe that happened. But like, go back to the moment where it was starting and be like, whoa, no, 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 no. Let, let's let, let's let's uh let's not eat that, mm -hmm. or let's not release that into the into in, in, into the world. That's a different exercise. Yeah, but you can't do that. You can't go and there's, back. Then there's lots of things we want to change. Right. I mean, you know what? Maybe that would be wrong because maybe. The world is experiencing exactly what it's supposed to be experiencing right now. It's all part of it. It's all part of the process. Well, I'm glad we talked about this. I was afraid I was gonna look like an idiot, honestly. I was like, man, I don't wanna answer this question because I feel like there's some really good answers and I'm just gonna give stupid answers. <laughs> I think you gave good answers. I don't, it doesn't matter. They're my answers, They're and, I had answers. To, and I came to grips with that. Right. But thanks for, thanks for trying to reassure me. I'm not an idiot, but. What are your answers? Hashtag ear biscuits. Oh, you, but you've got a wreck. I got a wreck. Yeah. Oh boy, do I have a wreck. Oh man. I was trying to come up with a wreck and man, I, I was like, man, I'm gonna look like an idiot. No. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm frustrated. I, I do feel like my world's gotten so damn small. Yeah. That I'm like, I've even, I just, my level of enjoyment has gone down. I gotta, I gotta turn a corner. I know I was a, a bit of a downer last week. I don't, I you know this is this is this is a lot of fun having this conversation. <laughs> Good. Um, my recommendation the the best I, I discovered a new snack. The snacks that always blow us away and that are also healthy are these blue diamond almonds. Hmm. Every time we have them on the show, not a sponsor though. Not a sponsor. We're just gushing about these bold flavored almonds, like the salt and vinegar and then the sriracha. Mm -hmm. And you can buy a variety pack. I don't know how we got these in our house, but I am recommending the habanero barbecue almonds. Oh, that sounds Bold good. flavor. If you're afraid of spicy hot things, you might not want to try these. So that's why I'm making this recommendation because- they're not actually hot. They're not actually hot. And they're, they're so good. It's better, just crazy. They're better than the sriracha? Yeah, to me, they're definitely better than the sriracha. And 
They're better than the salt and vinegar. They have a better flavor. But it's nice to have the variety. But I'm that—that that is my wrecking effect this week. Is the habanero barbecue <laughs> blue diamond well, almonds? Sometimes all you need is a, is a good snack. All you need, and yeah, just a handful of Why nuts. Why don't we have them a here? healthy snack? Uh, We've because got the salt and vinegar. Because here. we got a uh, a crate of salt and vinegar, and what we should have gotten was a crate of the variety pack, which they sell. Yeah, because I I like the sriracha better than the salt and vinegar, and I guess I'm gonna like habanero. What what is it? Until you get, I, and I've gotten tired of those two. That's why I'm. I'm not I'm a so huge fan of the. Was, a lot of people like the wasabi, and I'm a, and I like wasabi on my sushi, but I do not like the wasabi Mm-mm. nuts. There you have it. Hashtag ear biscuits. Let us know what your answer is. If you could travel anywhere, it doesn't have to be three. Past. It doesn't have to be three. Yeah, it'd just be it'd just one. Just be one. You'll be in a bubble. Unclothed. You'll be naked. Um, but you'll be it's, you know it's what? temperature controlled. You can just wear you can wear shorts and not be ashamed of it. Yeah, you let everybody see the rash on your thigh. No one will see you. They can't see you because then you could alter it. Because then you could just do like sign language and alter history. They can't see you. It's an invisible bubble. But you can get as close as you want to anything. You can, you can go back to the moment of your own conception. That would be horrible. Yeah, that would that would be <laughs> that'd be really weird. <laughs>